Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, we talk with a member who is upgrading to a larger principal residence. They need to move their properties from their personal name into a corporation in order to create qualification room. Have a listen. Okay, so um, maybe you can just tell me a little bit about where you started from and then, um, you know, just so people get to, to know who you are and and then uh, how, how we met and then... Uh, you know, where you are now. Sure. So um, where I started from, I guess, uh, you know, I was in a job and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, try, I wanted to figure out uh, a way to replace my income. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I fell, uh, I went to a real estate conference, uh, the rain conference back in 2013, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just kind of opened my eyes to using leverage and, how, you know, real estate could uh, be one of those tools, right? And uh, so, you know, I learned, I educated myself, I did, um, uh, I didn't do anything for a year, and then an opportunity came up and um, to buy some student houses. um, And they were new builds. So I I ended up buying not one, but two of those. So kind of started Jump started that way. Uh, when I saw a good opportunity, I was waiting, 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 and then I finally saw that opportunity. Um, so then, you know, over the next five years, I was able to build a portfolio with um, uh, over um, thirteen. We're close, actually, close to fifteen with three JV partners, so twelve on our own, and then um, three with JV partners. Right. And, um, you know, a mix of student rentals, uh, duplexes and uh, single family homes. And uh, we have some condos as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're, we're at. I mean, we met kind of, um, I guess, uh, two, three years into my journey, two or three years into the, the kind of initial kind of buildup of that five year period of, of building the portfolio and, uh uh, you know, as, as you know, I was part of your action taker program and, uh, you know, enjoyed that, learned quite a bit of about how to buy private, you know, how to do private deals, how to structure yourself, how to duplex, how to, you know, just gave me con- like moving from the strategy of student rentals to duplexes, uh, you know, by obviously visiting some of your conversion projects and understanding the process and how to manage the, the people in the process. You helped me through some you know, tough decisions and firing a contractor and um, yeah. you know, just uh, actually making that leap of quitting my job, right? Calculating what I needed on an after-tax basis, what, you know, and, and, and just kind of planning, um, including, you know, getting unsecured lines of credit. Uh, you know, you got to get those things before you switch over. things like that right so uh that's you know i appreciate all your help uh kind of advice doing that so yeah and now i'm at the point where there's obviously a lot of equity in my portfolio um now and i'm i'm trying to like some of the properties that i purchased i purchased in my personal name 
with a trust agreement to the corporation. And I'm at the point now where um, I'm looking to purchase a, a larger home for myself because uh, we did the rich dad ported smaller home, wait till you build the assets and the income. And then, you know, then you can kind of get the bigger house. So we're at the kind of get the bigger house now because kids are growing up, you know, they want some more room in the backyard and pool and that kind of thing. Right. So we're, um, we're doing that, but I find I'm finding that because some of the name, some of the properties are my personal name, I'm not able to qualify for a larger mortgage. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I need to move some of my properties that are in my personal name into my corp. Right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating that option with uh, mortgage brokers and so forth. And I guess I reached out to you cause I know that you uh, have obviously probably gone through this and um, yep. I wanted to ask about, you know, your experience with, commercial blanket mortgages, because that's one option that I'm considering, you know, the lenders that you found, you know, had the most beneficial terms or for investors. And then also just, uh, you know, the paperwork requirements, I understand are a lot more. And, um, you know, the fact that properties are bundled up. So if you want to sell one, you know, um, it, it's harder to do, I guess, I guess you have to get a partial discharge or have you gone through that process? I just wanted to understand your experience with commercial blanket mortgages so that we could, um, I can, you know, make a more informed decision because it's, it's either, it's either B lender or commercial blanket right now, because, some of the of the five properties that I need to move into my 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 corporate name, three are student rentals. Um, so so it's very hard to obviously get lending on that, and because um, my portfolio is over ten, you know it's hard to kind of just overall maneuver. So I'm talking to you know uh, uh, mortgage brokers and so forth and trying to understand that. But I I actually wanted to like talk to you because obviously you're an investor and you've gone through this and I, I just want to understand your experience with commercial lenders and how that, um, you know, versus how did you decide versus that versus a B lender and what were, you know, kind of your thought process around that? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me just get a few more details here. So you're like, you have five personal properties of, of, of the five, three are student rentals. What are the other two? Um, actually let's, let's say four because one I'm going to sell. Um, so, so let's say four, if three are student rentals, one is a duplex. One is a duplex. Okay. And of the, on the three student rentals, what's your LTV? Uh, my LTV is really good. It's, uh, uh, let me just pull it up. 40%, 48%, 53%. Forty eight 48%, 48%, 53%. And what so about the 40, 40, 48 and 53. 53. Okay. And the duplex is uh, 57%. Okay. Okay. So then um, one of the things that you, we want to probably try to do is free up some equity on the, on the back. On the chain. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do. Cause what happened Quentin is when I was building my portfolio, I used my personal residence for my personal residence. So now I have a huge, you know, um, credit line on my personal residence that 
as I move this over, I'm going to take those proceeds and pay myself back and free up that debt on my personal name so that I can move forward to buy a personal, a larger personal home. Okay. All right. Um, have you, when, when you're paying down your principal residence, are you paying it down on the principal side so that you you're converting it as well to deductible debt and, and using it? Or um, did you do that or no? Uh, like I often referred to as the Smith maneuver. Right, right. No. Um, <clears throat> so right now I, um, when I converted, I was going to pay myself back on the LOC side. There will be some excess to pay, you know, uh, there's, let's just say that I'm already at my max of 65% loan to value on the credit line side. Okay. Um, but definitely I, I've been using the Smith maneuver and I will use the Smith maneuver, but uh First of all, like that LOC is, is um, on my personal name is, is driving, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, that needs to be converted uh, or looked at differently when qualifying for a larger home. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, so I need to get that off my balance sheet. Right. So that's a, that's a big piece. The, the, the mortgage side. So I guess my primary, like my primary objective is qualifying for a larger home secondary, obviously paying off my debt and uh, refinancing and, and freeing up some equity in these properties. Okay. All right. I, I have a better sense of what's, what's going on here and then what you need to do the, for all four properties. Uh, do you have uh, a trust agreement so that like a bear trust so that you own the properties personally, but in all four cases, you have a bear trust so that corporately and tax wise, okay. your those four properties are already established as, as part of that corporation. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And I've been recognizing their income in the corporation for the last, since I've owned them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the things that I'm going to suggest then is that you look at, like, you're right. The two choices you have is a B lender or a, a commercial lender. You don't actually have to do a section 85 rollover because, right. because of the trust component to it. What you're looking for is a portfolio lender that's going to be able to take on all of those, um, those residential properties and bring them all over. Um, and what you might want to do is approach a, um, approach uh, a couple of institutions in order to help you to do that. But what you're going to need to do is approach the commercial lending department versus the residential lending and ask them to do a, like a, a portfolio loan against all four at the same time. And because they're already recognized corporately, it, it should be easier for you to do than you think. Um, uh, so that's what what I would look at from a portfolio loan perspective. Each each loan is um, like they do it all together, but you can sell off one and like own um, you know like the, like you can get one year terms on all all four mortgages if you wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, although it's like all together and it becomes a little bit more challenging, it's more paperwork wise. Um, to, to get things done, you can sell off one if you wanted to within the, the portfolio. You just need to make sure that you understand when your, you know, your dates are. They're very, it's very similar, right? You can have, um, you can have like the same sort of payment structures as you had on a, um, like a variable rate mortgage. Um, the, 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 you got to remember the rates are higher though um, than what you're going to be paying for on the residential side but okay. um, 
but you do have the same sort of flexibility for selling one out of the portfolio rather than having to do all of them. It's just a little bit more uh, back and forth. And you really need to start talking to like the commercial lending department and have and, and build your relationship there. So um, the other one that you might want to look at is national bank. Um, although the loan to values on just, just you got to remember too, the loan to values are going to be lower. Right. So what, 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 what typically are they in your, with the commercial lenders? 75% at the high end. The high end. Okay. Yeah. It could be lower than that. Okay. Yeah. It could be lower depending on what your, like your numbers look like to them, but. Is uh, it also the amortizations are less too? Yeah. 25 years. 25. Okay. Yeah. So those are the like two pieces, particularly with the um, the banks. Now, uh, I mean, every institution is going to be different, um, and uh, B lenders are a possibility, like you're like you're saying. But the the rates there are going to be even higher than the ones uh, at the bank if you can get a commercial uh, blanket um, uh, loan. So uh, it's I, like I would say you would probably better off with like a strategy going with uh, blanket commercial um, and and try in different institutions first, and then then go with the B. Although I'm sure the mortgage brokers will make more money on the B lending side. Here. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll you'll do better, and it it, it may be like um, just as challenging to get financing done. But, you know, in situations like this, I, when I went through something similar, I had a, like, a, I think I was trying to move 10 properties over and I was actually doing a section or no, five properties over with a section 85 rollover at the same time. So moving from personal to uh, corporate um, yeah. into, into uh, a portfolio loan, right. um, you know, there, there, it took me like I, I I went through I don't know how many lenders before I actually got it. So like um, I mean I I submitted my documents. I went through uh, like credit unions as well. I went through uh, it, it. I mean I probably spent six months trying to get everything done. But once wow. once I got it done though, then it was great. I freed up you know hundreds of thousands and then was able to um, get everything done that I needed done. And it put me in a, a much better position, you know, um, with regards to growth in the portfolio. So, right. I, I, I mean, I can see you freeing up some uh, some equity as well as being able to remove them off your personal name. But the, the challenge you're going to have is the student rental component. Right. Because that's not uh, favorably looked on by the, the lenders. Um, if you have a residential um, uh, mortgage specialist, uh, get them to refer you to a commercial um, uh, specialist. Okay. I, I can connect you on that side. Another option would be credit unions because okay. um, depending on where they are, they tend to look for business or not look for business. Right. And are they on the commercial side as well for credit unions? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they may be able to offer you like different things as well. So like, um, uh, like a portfolio second mortgage, right. Um, okay. up to 65% loan to value, um, depending on what, like what you already have. Uh, so that's, that's possible too. So like, they'll do like a blanket as a second 
up to 65%. And then um, if you're able to do that, then you'll, you'll be able to get um, um, access to the funds. Okay. Um, what were the, what are the paperwork requirements like when you're, you know, into the commercial space, you have to submit financials every year and do you, yep. like, what's the. Uh... So usually they have an annual filing fee. They might have a monthly fee associated with uh, your, your, you know, maybe there's an overdraft protection or something like that. Definitely an, an annual fee for reviewing your portfolio and you have to provide your financials for your, um, your corporation as well as a few other things. Right. Yeah. They'll give you a list and you know, that you pay for it and, and you got to remember everything is more expensive on the commercial side. Right. So right. Um, appraisals are more expensive depending on what they ask you for. Um, you know, everything tends to be a little, uh, <laughs> there tends to be extra fees for, for different things on the commercial side. Now in my corp that I would be rolling these into, uh, or kind of uh, they're already in, but like kind of, you know, transferring title to, I have JV, um, portions of my JV relationships. Are they going to want to see like more details on that? Oh yeah, for sure. You this is you think, you didn't, like I don't know if you had uh, the similar situation where you just disclosed something to me that I didn't realize before. That's going to change things up quite a bit, right? Um, yeah. Your your joint venture partner is now going to have to qualify on those mortgages, right? When you're bringing so, them over, so then I have to then then the B lender is probably the right path because they don't look at that. It could be. It depends. How many of those mortgages are with partners? No, it's not those mortgages. It's actually the corporation has um, not those four, but the corporation itself, if they're looking at all the corporate financials, has JV relationships in it. On that specific corporation? Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't realize I should have kept separately until I had a call with a mortgage broker to talk about that. So. So you're, you're, wait a minute, you, you did your joint venture as a corporation that you use as your holding company? Yeah, I did a J, I did my JVs. The portion that I recognize the 50% is recognized in the same corporation that I have these properties. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's okay to do that as long as you have a separate joint venture agreement, not the, so you can have. So in these properties, so the three student rentals and the one duplex, what those are, those are personally owned. Those are not JV properties. Oh, if those are personally owned and not JV properties, then there shouldn't be an issue. Shouldn't be. Okay. Yeah. I just Um, thought if they're looking at the financials and they're trying to see what's in the corp, they're going to see three half ownerships you know what i mean of three three G. yeah that's okay that's what yeah. that's that's as part of of what uh um you know as a real estate investor you you do that's what right, i right 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 right, right. Okay. there's nothing unusual about it it just depends on if they're experienced with it or not now i'm not like I'm, I'm not a mortgage broker i'm not a like a finance person so every like um, that's only based on my experience, right? Uh, but I, 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 it's expected if you're going to be at a certain growth level to have partnerships with other people, right? It's right, right. unusual to to just do it by yourself. 
Um, right. You know, it, it, I mean, it could be at different points in your portfolio where you sell off partnership properties and just have it as as yourself, but um, th- that shouldn't make a difference when you when you come to that. I thought you were referring to those with those four properties that they were actually partnered with people. No, no, not those four in particular. But I'm just saying if they're looking at all the corporate books, they'll see that. So I just wanted to ask if that would be a, an issue or not. But I guess it isn't, right? So no, it shouldn't yeah. be as long as like the those properties aren't partnered with with others. No, they're not. Yeah. So I did the D, I did a DC, I did the calculation the DCR calculation to try to see if I could just move them into corporate and I wouldn't get enough out like there wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to pull any of the equity out uh, on on which on uh, on on those four if I just tried to just move them into the corporate name directly on the residential side even um, I wouldn't be able to get any money out because of the I'd have to do one point one you know, DCR at uh, a 4.74% uh, interest rate because that's the bank rate, right? Right. You'll, yeah. you'll be able to qualify differently, but your, your DCR may still be a, um, you know, a component yeah. of it. So you, you may be in the same position. I think at, at this point to your, what, what's your main goal? Is it to get them off of your personal name? Yeah, that's the main goal. So I can, purchase, purchase uh, uh, you know, a larger personal residence, but also just to clear up the name so that I can continue to grow, right? And kind of have it clean in the corp, right? Yeah. So one thing that you may want to consider is do it in stages. So stage one is flip it over from your personal to your corporate. And then stage two, maybe access equity, like later yeah. on. Right? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I, yeah, no, I really, I just wanted to get your experience with the commercial lending side. Um, just cause, uh, it's a bit of an unknown and, uh, just want to kind of understand how your experience has been over time. Right. It's a lot, you know what, I find that, um, it works a lot better than you would think. Although, um, the difference on the commercial side is really, they're looking at the properties more than they're looking at you. And, um, it is nicer for on refinances, right? So like I recently was able to refinance, a few properties and free up, you know, quite a quite a bit of funds just by doing refinances on the commercial side because it's supported by the income from the property. And you know, it's you could do that every few years if you wanted to, which is a lot easier to do than on the residential side. Um, once you uh, you know leave your job, it, it becomes a lot harder to do. Um, even if you had like mortgage qualifiers or joint venture partners, you know, they would be much more difficult because you, they would be looking at your T1 generals and um, you would, it would be tougher to refinance and people don't talk about that enough, but um, on the commercial side, it, it's, it's really uh, a lot easier to be able to refinance those properties. So that's, um, and that that actually will free up. You'd be surprised that, you know, maybe in a few more years, you go back to the well and do it again. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. No problem. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quinton D'Souza. Get out there and take action.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.